you've had a lot of cover over the last two years because, you know, when people had a little tickle in their throat and a cough, everyone was like, whoa, are you sick? But that's how you were our entire life. And I forgot how annoying it was because for the last two years, it was like, oh, yeah, good point, Kev. Maybe I should think about that. But now I think because COVID's over, it's annoying again that you do that. Do what? You treat someone that has maybe just a, not even a, a disease or an illness, but you treat someone that maybe has a little tickle in their throat like they have the bubonic plague. That is literally how you've always operated. That if someone even remotely is not feeling, has a little, like, oh, oh, you sound a little nasally today. Are you sure you're not sick? I need to not be around you. Like, you've always been that way. So I think phrasing is important here and saying that I literally act like it's the bubonic plague are two very dramatic things to say. I think you, me hearing you sniffle and cough, even mute your mic because you need to cough and do whatever the hell, clear yourself out. I don't think it's out of bounds for me to say, you feeling all right? You getting sick? You, you, you know, you, 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 yeah. you don't get sick on me. But you, oh, but you, I'll say, I'll but say. you I think that's completely reasonable. That is exactly what just happened. And now you're all you offended this. because you, and now you're, and you're saying that I act, I've always acted like the plague is, is constantly around me. You, you have always had this skill where you can say things that are generally safe to say, like, oh, you know, hi, how are you, you feeling? Are you feeling okay? But, but everyone knows that your tone and your meaning behind it is packed with this judgment that, you know, that's why I say, oh, it feels like a plague. And you can always fall back on the fact that, like, oh, well, I just said something that really wasn't that big of a deal. Like, is it wrong of me to say that's a fair question? But the question isn't the part, the problem. It's the layered layering and the emotion behind the question and the way in which you ask it that makes someone who just has a little tickle in their throat feel super judged and like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, you know, Mr. Mr. Cleanliness and Mr. Health. I, sorry I, you know, coughed around you, you know? It's the judgment that comes along with it. I can't help it if you're offended by, by me wanting to not get sick. You can't sick. help it. No, 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 you no. Can't help I can't help it if, if you are self-conscious or you feel bad about, about me simply asking if you're if you're if you're not well if i should be if i should take extra precautions sorry well, sorry well, sorry if, if it's if it's completely rude and disrespectful if if you're in the bathroom for three seconds and i didn't hear the faucet turn on i say hey did you wash your hands i mean i don't think that's, i don't think it's out of bounds what am i supposed to do internalize it all be quiet and then i, I now i have to watch every single thing you touch and avoid that I mean, what, what am I supposed to do? I'd rather just say, hey, you wash your hands. I don't care. I'm not judging you. Sometimes you forget to wash your hands. Just go wash your hands. You go, For me, you if, go, if, you if, if the, out of the yeah. love of your brother, just please, uh, you just go wash your hands. I got, okay, I'll admit yeah. even, I'm a little over the top. I've got a little bit of a, you know, a, a little issue with, like, you know, not wanting to touch. I get it. It's true. But you know that about me. You just said I've always been like this. So, but, so you've said to yourself, you don't want to change. You just want to criticize me for feeling that way. You don't want to change your behavior. Yeah. For, okay, that's the thing. I can't change the behavior of coughing when my throat has a tickle. There's the, the, the behavioral change that needs to occur here is on your end because you need to understand how 
your emotions and your words can make someone else feel. So being an emotionally intelligent person, you could take you could take this feedback that I'm giving you. You can do you can do one of two things. You can say, oh, I'm in the right. Scotty's the problem for having a little tickle in his throat and coughing. Or you could say, hmm, you know, maybe sometimes the way I word things could potentially be hurtful to someone. And I can think about different ways that I could bring the same thought up and get my point across without coming across so offensive. You could do that too. But I see you chose the former, not the latter. Are you saying that I'm not an emotionally intelligent person? Because I think anybody else, anybody who knows me would say that that is absolutely not the case. There's always room for improvement. I've got way more emotional intelligence than you do, buddy. Oh, is that true? 100%. I, I, if there's an emotional intelligence aptitude test, I will gladly take that with you to see who is more. Nobody would, they, they, I wouldn't get, even get administered the test because they just look at me. They'd have one interaction with me and be like, oh, different plane, different level. That's how they would say it about me, so. I'm, uh, Scotty, are you feeling what? Can I, how, let, me, let me ask you this. Then we'll put a bow on this. Yeah. How could I phrase the question in a way that makes you, little snowflake, makes you feel not judged, not put down, not, how, how can I phrase it for you to make you most comfortable? Well, first thing is you should, you should wait for a pattern. You know, if I have a little bit of like a, you know, like that, you shouldn't say anything, you know, if then I'm starting to hack up a lung, if I'm really showing signs of actually being sick, then maybe you could say, oh, geez, Scott, you all right, man, that would be more appropriate. But if I have to try to withhold my like just a little cough or throat clear, you know, because I don't want to, you know, set you off on this, this, you know, crazy hypochondriac fear of, you know, me passing a little spit along your way then you know i don't know i don't know you got on you sound a little nasally you coughed once then you told me hey i gotta cough i gotta gotta clear myself up i'm gonna pause i'm gonna mute myself real quick and then you did that how is that not how is that not a pattern so me so me that is me telling you kevin i have a little tickle in my throat yeah which happens all the time to a lot of humans that aren't sick i'm going to mute myself to clear that real quick that's it. It's all it is. It's, it's not, it doesn't have to be a, hey, I'm not supposed to see you this weekend. Are you sick? What's the big deal? Like, that's literally what you said. That is I, literally. Okay. Like, you, you, like, use, you use the word literally many times now. What I said was, you feeling all right? You getting sick? Hey, man, don't be getting sick on me. That's what I said. And I, I even had an air right. of lightness about it, too, because I'm not actually, I'm not oh, actually concerned. Well, yeah, what? what, what? I mean, just because you didn't, just because you that. didn't pick up on those those Someone, little cues, that's Someone, not my problem. No, 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 no. I picked up on the cues. I saw through the cues because I know who you are. A, a, another person off the street, hearing you that, yeah, you sound pretty safe. But I know exactly what's going on in your head right now. And you're like, oh, my entire weekend plans are about to change because Scott had to cough. You know, you make a lot of assumptions about me and what I think and what I believe. You do it all the time. I've got a special skill. Well, that's your special skill. You're you're very skilled at incorrect taking little bits of incomplete information and then just telling other people what people think that's that's what that's what you're very good at i'm usually almost always right sometimes i'm wrong but i'm almost always right welcome to the show um today's going to be a weird one uh, if it hasn't already been uh we so there's so okay so this episode may come after um, or in conjunction with 
uh, a week old episode that I thought was lost until mere moments ago. Um, I thought we recorded a nice long episode. We got into a big heated Baker conversation. And I thought it was lost to the annals of time, but n- n- no, it's actually just sitting in a folder that I hadn't opened up. So that one will be coming uh, maybe first and then followed by this one. I don't know about the order, but uh, because we've already talked about a lot of the football news, I think this episode, you know, we, got, we have some other sporting events coming up here as we get into April. March Madness is over. I, I promptly stopped paying attention after the Sweet 16. Um, it might still be going on, actually. I mean, it, maybe it's not even over yet. There's the final. There, there's the final four out there, but they're all just teams that UNC still are always there. Yeah. Oh, good target. See, it's, it's 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 like it's like UNC Duke and like it's all it's all the schools that are always in it. Like this see, is why this is why. Oh, you know, we we should be caring. What time does when, when does UNC, UNC and Duke play? Saturday. At, oh, WrestleMania time, Saturday at 8.49. Oof, might have to have dueling screens, only because it might very well be, hopefully so, Coach K's last game, go Tar Heels. Listen, today's episode will be primarily WrestleMania preview. Now listen, don't go turning it off. You might, you know, you never know, listener. Keep your, keep your uh, you know, your, your heart and mind open to things that you might not have experienced thus far, but uh, that's what we'll mostly be doing today. We're, breaking, we're not going like to go in depth into each match, but I think what we'll do, Scotty, and we can kind of ad-lib this a little bit, we can kind of just go through the matches and maybe put a little pool, you and me, together. I've written out who I think will win each match. Hopefully you, you know or can you know, do it on the fly the same. Um, it's okay if we you know, overlap some, but, but we maybe should put some stakes on this, and as we talk about... Maybe some other things you can think of some good stakes and maybe some literal stakes. You do have a sous vide after all. I'm sous vide some stakes as we speak. Really? I really am. Yeah. Well, well, well hot damn. <laughs> well, listen, uh, the one thing I want to get into, and, and I feel so, you know, it, it's, it's, we get into the habit on this show of really mostly just talking about our own two teams. Um, and, and today, I guess, is no exception because I just want to, kind of poke fun at all the stupid billionaire NFL owners that are bitching about the Browns and how they've they've ruined the pay structure for quarterbacks now and you have like the Ravens owner that's all he's all complaining about how I don't I don't think Deshaun Watson was worth a that big a guaranteed contract, my mama. They're just all salty and and irritated that they now have to turn around and negotiate with their star quarterbacks and they're gonna ask for for guaranteed money, and they're just irritated. This is the name of the game, okay? This was the next evolution of these contracts anyway. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes getting 10-year, 10 $250 million contracts and shit. Like, it was going to get to this place eventually, and here we are. You deal with it. They'll get over it. But I just think it's hilarious the, to me the that problem. all these guys are yelling and complaining about it. When they just all, the, all they're really upset about is they're going to have to – it makes their lives a little bit harder. Big deal. Well, the well, the part of the reason why it's so hard, and this is again also the owner's fault, is because of the cap. The cap is the problem. It's not about the money. The money is the money is fine. The problem is that if you spend that much money on one player on a team that you need to fill fifty five other guys, that's just going to hurt 
other positions and other players. You know what I mean? There needs to be a separate cap rule change for quarterback positions in particular because they, it's it's very clear that a quarterback is a quarterback is the single most significant differentiating factor between winning and losing out of everyone else relative on that field. Okay. If you have a good quarterback, you're going to, so they're going to be, they're going to command the most money. Right. Yeah. And so, if, and, and so to have the best player, you're going to need to pay them more, which is good. But the problem is, is that, that, that cuts money out of the rest of the roster building process. It's not about the actual dollars and cents. The NFL and the owners have plenty of money to go around. It's about what that does to, the rest of the team and how you build a successful team around one very high paid quarterback. Well, Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this to argue with you because I think we're kind of on the same page. What I'd like to see a little bit differently is a separate, like take the quarterback salary out of the, the rest of the cap space. You know what I mean? Like, like there needs to be like a, just a, a quarterback, the quarterback position needs to be no cap, whatever, do whatever. Then the cap needs to happen with the rest of the players because, or there needs to be some type of a, a carve out because if the cap doesn't increase, you know, as much as the quarterbacks, you know, pay rates increase, then you're going to have this imbalance in in your team's budget. I don't think that we disagree too much either, but I but I would just say I don't think anything needs to change. The Browns have told you that they value the quarterback position, specifically this quarterback, at this at, at this pay rate. I mean, you said it yourself, like the, the quarterback position is the most important position. Okay, well, then obviously they're going to be paid the most. If a team like the Ravens doesn't view, if, if Lamar Jackson's demanding that much money and they said, everybody's working with the same cap, right? We don't, ha- we don't value the quarterback at that level in order to, and, and also, um, we don't value the quarterback that much that we're going to pay him that mu- that much money because the way we want to construct our roster, we want money for other positions. Well, then you can go out and execute that plan. No, no one's telling you now you have to spend that much money. You might miss. You might not be able to uh, uh, extend or, or resign Lamar Jackson for that much. You'll get a different quarterback, and and that's just how it'll be. But your other position, based on what you're what you're saying, and the, the you know the common thought process about how you structure a team in the cap space. Yeah, your quarter you might not have a top five, top eight quarterback, but the rest of your roster will be really strong, right? Well then maybe the quarterback position doesn't matter so much for that team. So like I, I disagree completely that you need to just blow up the the cap structure, take quarterbacks out of it just because the quarterbacks keep demanding more money. Of course they're gonna keep they're gonna demand as much as teams are gonna are willing to be willing to give them. As soon as teams say, you know what no quarterback, nobody is worth this much money. Then that's where the that's where the line will be. Well, why, why do we why would we have to change everything else about how how the cap and teams' financials are just because a certain position keeps demanding more and more money? Guess you don't. Okay, <laughs> the, 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 the only thing. The only thing I'll say, and the only thing that will make these other owners, I think, else that actually really worries about this stuff, um, that will make uh, make their lives easier, is if it ends up turning out to be a horrific deal for the Browns, and like they should have never done that type of a thing. Like if Deshaun ends up playing really poorly, then I think that his this deal won't have that lasting effect that I think they're afraid of. You know what I mean? Because 
teams will say, yeah. oh, you took a big risk and you screwed that up. So we're not going to – it's the same thing that we're happening in base, we're seeing baseball now. You know, back in the you know back in the late 2000s, like 2008 or so, you know, around that time period, you saw these pitchers get these guaranteed eight-year contracts at the Barry Zitos of the world. And they were all awful after their fourth year into the deal. You know what I mean? And just started paying them. So – Teams adapted, in particular for pitchers. And now, even the best pitchers, when they hit free agency, they get a three-year deal. Now they get a three-year deal at thirty million dollars a year, but it's still only a few, those long-term deals are gone because people got burnt. Same thing could happen in the NFL with these large salaries for quarterbacks that end up maybe not panning out. People will be apprehensive to give them that much guaranteed money and the contract structure. So. The worst thing that can happen for these owners that are complaining about it is Deshaun Watson lighting it up in the Browns winning the Super Bowl. Then, yeah, you've really you've, you've kicked up the the value of the quarterback position. You got everyone's gonna have to shell out more. Well, I don't know that I don't know that we're gonna get to they're gonna get to wait that long. I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing in the last year of his rookie deal, so like he's gonna be. He, they should already be negotiating it now. So I don't think yeah, I, yeah, I think that true. there are gonna be more dominoes to fall. So it'll be really interesting to see. And there's there's more than just Lamar. I think there's – I can't remember. I'm having trouble thinking. Well, I mean, Josh – well, Josh Allen Josh just got Allen. signed a big, big – he, he got signed a big extension, didn't he? I think he did. I think he did. But it wasn't like – I don't remember being like Mahomes big. I'm going to look that up now. I'll look that up. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's good. That's going to happen very, very soon. I mean, that could happen within months. It definitely is going to have to happen within within the next year. So, I, I mean, mean, he got – well, Josh Allen got a bit – Josh Allen got a six-year deal with $258 million. Now, I don't know how much of that's guaranteed. Um, uh, 150 of that – $150 million of that was guaranteed. So, that's – I mean, that's – Pretty close to what Deshaun got, to be honest with you. I mean, Deshaun got more guaranteed money, which oh, okay, a lot. Okay, I'm talking about. I mean, it's yeah, it's a hundred hundred million dollars more guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, but the deal itself was about the same, but it's pretty much a fully guaranteed deal for Deshaun, right? That's the difference. Yeah. So you know, Josh Allen got is could potentially get that money, but it's only 150 million of it's guaranteed. It's 150 million dollars guaranteed. That is a lot of money. Yeah. That's wow. a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Any, anything Anything baseball related? I mean, we're getting, I mean, next week, uh, two week, we're two weeks away from opening day. Uh, a, little, a little less than two weeks. Well, yeah, opening, opening day, real opening day is, I think, the 8th of April. And then, like, the home opener for the teams that are starting off away is, like, the 12th or so. I think yeah. that's what, how that kind of shakes out. But, yeah, we're only a week away from baseball starting, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's... No real significant news left. I mean, you know, teams are now starting to get everything figured out with people. The free agency is kind of winding down now and all that. So it's just get ready to start cracking the bats. It's time for some hot dogs and Cracker Jacks, you know. Take me out to the ball game. It's going to be good. What's your, what's your go-to in-stadium order? Like baseball, stadium, just – and I, I and I, you're you're allowed to ask a couple of of follow up questions, but mostly I I, I want to know what your favorite ballpark concession is. Baseball, right? Yes, yes. Because because no no, no yes is. the answer is yes. We're talking about baseball season. All right. All right. We're getting ready. We're going to be in PNC Park. We're going to be doing all that stuff. So yes, give me yeah. your baseball yeah. concession. Okay. Concession stand. Here's what I get. 
you get this right before you go sit to your seats, then you can that'll last you a few innings and you're gonna be in good shape. You get two tall boys and Miller lights, okay. The six sixteen ounces though is more preferable because twenty four ounces are you gotta really crush that before it gets warm if it's a hot day out, you know, so sixteen ounces better, so you get two of those. One jumbo hot dog with one one little line of ketchup and one little line of mustard and a bag of peanuts. That's, pretty, it. that's pretty good. Order. That's a, that's a good, that's a good one. It's not too heavy. It's got everything you need. I mean, you got the beer, but yep. you know you need to stay hydrated, especially if it's a hot day. Yeah, exactly. You you, you 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 get the dog down quick, you know. Then you get the peanuts, and you can just take your time with those. You get all game, you know, and just throw those down at your feet. That's there's nothing better than that. Yeah, uh, you know, you know me. This might this probably shouldn't this shouldn't come as any surprise. I, I sometimes I like to change the game. I like to change it up. I like to. Get something that I might not usually get, but but more often than not, you know, I might mix a pretzel in. I might mix in a. I don't usually ever get nachos because you know the whole cheese thing. Although, although if, if someone has uh, some of that, you know, stadium nachos with the you know the fake cheese that after like ten minutes it gets all plasticky. If someone's got some fresh nachos and they're like, "Hey, do you want any of this?" I might say this. Will, this doesn't surprise a lot of people because this is very unlike me. I would ask for one chip lightly like touched with, with some of that cheese just for the flavor because there's something about that stadium cheese that while generally I find it repulsive, it's got this like jalapeno spicy kick to it. So it's almost like a, almost like a you know, if you're dipping ranch or if you're dipping any other type of creamy sauce, then, you know. It's it's kind of it's adjacent to that, so the texture doesn't really freak me out. It doesn't have a very cheesy, pungent cheese odor. It's 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 kind of a different animal all in, all in itself. But I'll never get that myself. But usually, if I'm feeling pretty hungry, I'll get two hot dogs and a pack of peanuts and the beers. So that's the only modification I would make to my ideal setup. Kettle corn is like a rare treat. That's like once a summer. Mm. If like I, I you know I'm just I'm really feeling the game. Like we're in here for the long haul. I'm gonna get me some kettle corn and probably crush that whole that whole bag. Kettle corn is a yeah, very that, and especially the kettle corn that you know you got the guy with the big pot just going to town back there. Oh, and you can smell it from a mile. You away. You can smell it from a mile away. They put it in the bag. It's still kind of warm when you get it. Nothing better than, than some fresh nice. kettle corn. People try That's to replicate kettle corn. Very hard to do. Not often well done. All right, transition. Transition. WrestleMania 38. All right, Scotty. So let's do this, man. Did you, were you able to, like, as we were talking, were you able to, you know, use a, a second section of your brain to formulate some kind of idea as to what stakes we should put on the, the whoever gets the most matches properly, properly guessed in terms of outcome? What, what, did, you, did you able to think? I'm actually fine with... Real legit steaks, you know, a little steak dinner, perhaps. I don't have a sous vide, but you know, I can I can make something happen. You know, we could do anything you want. Mm. Does anything strike you? How about this? I have it. I have it. Okay. Okay. The winner. The sorry, the loser has to buy the next baseball game we're at together. The loser has to buy the other person. A concession experience, not not dissimilar from what we just spoke about. I like that. That's that's perfect. It fit in pretty well. 
actually. That's a good good segue. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I am the, I, you know, I, I am your host here. So I have, you know, <laughs> we tap, weaving tapestries, storylines. Okay. Layered. I don't know how you want to start. I think that, you know, as everybody, as everybody should know, WrestleMania 38 is broken up into two nights, Saturday night, Sunday night. I think the way I've written mine out are kind of outlined as such, but I don't really care to like go in any kind of serious order. We could talk about the, our thoughts about the match, and then not and then who we think's going to win. Kind of like we do our power five. How's that sound? Yeah. Do you have yours all? Good. Do you have your your picks already decided? No. Okay. Then I then no, I, I, mean, I I know I know I know individually in each match who I think is going to win. Sure, sure, sure. And who I'm I just saying. I just want to. I've have mine written down. So I okay. yeah, I think I'll 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 say mine last so that you know you can't snipe any of my any of my picks you know what I'm saying okay 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 um first up on the docket the new day versus Seamus and Holland so new day is Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods they keep changing that guy's name around you know you know one of the is there not to already get off into a tangent because you know that could happen a lot I'll try I'll do my best not to do that because we should pray we should probably breeze through these no one's gonna listen to this but no, they do this thing every time someone wins King of the Ring that imme- or Queen of the Ring that immediately their persona changes to King Blank. Like they just you know knock off their first name. It's King Woods or King Booker or like yeah, it's such like it's such a it's almost like a tradition now. Like they have to do it or else. That's why they do King of the Ring is so with King. That's I mean if you really think about since. I think in the Attitude Era, when we used to watch, like, like, you know, when we were kids, they used the King of the Ring as like, a, oh, he's this is the guy that's going to get like the next push. You know right. what I mean? Like, this is the guy that's going to be. But to it now, because they they stopped doing that. They stopped doing that like early, like in two thousand two, two thousand three, and now the King of the Ring is only comes back when they want to just get someone over on a gimmick. You know what I mean? That's that's really what it is. King Booker. Is a pretty famous one, King Corbin. You know, whether it's a you know a face or a heel, it's and really a shame. Xavier Woods. I mean, because because the because the idea is that it's the King of the Ring tournament is a tournament. You just have matches, and you eventually you know become the King of the Ring. That's still the way it is now, but it's it, it act, it's a, such a simple but fun, easy concept to I don't know, get excited about like matchups. You watch the bracket unfold. You know, that's how Steve Austin became big. I mean, John 316, his whole famous speech was he won King of the Ring. Well, listen, so it's something real simple that WWE should just do all the time is having tournaments for contenders. Tournaments, because that's what makes, that's what helps with the repetition of like, you know, okay, you're there. See, like there needs to be some type of stakes that keeps people guessing on who's going to win. You know what I mean? Instead, they do this 50-50 booking thing for a feud where it's like, all right, a tag, two tag teams are like mad at each other, and one's a good guy, one's a bad guy, and then so one week, one guy from the tag team is going to wrestle the other guy, and then tag team one's going to win. Then next week, the other two guys will wrestle. Then tag team two wins, and then week three, they'll finally do the tag team match. And you know, it's it just it's just that fifty fifty back and forth booking is really lame and it's repetitive and it's it gets slower. It yeah, it gets so old. Exactly, but if you actually had like, hey, listen. We're going to do a tournament for the tag team titles, you know, and like, you, that's all it is. It's one match 
Like, I, all right, cool. I like the Viking Raiders, and oh, I like the New Day. Who would win against them? That'd be kind of fun. But which one does WWE think should win against them? I'd be into that match, and that'd be the one time they'd wrestle, and I'd be like down for it, you know. But they just don't seem to do that. But that's that's the value of King of the Ring is the tournament aspect of it, not necessarily the winner right. and the title of the king and the crown and yada yada. And one more macro level thing that I wish that WWE did that actually AEW does do or used to do is show the 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 their the wrestlers record. They're they've they're twenty three and zero or whatever. And it kind of just adds a little bit extra spice to it. Like I I I, I can categorize this person in my mind. Oh, this guy hasn't lost yet, or oh, this guy is like a fifty fifty wrestler. Then okay, like I wish there was a little bit more of that. Anyway, yeah, I would. That would be cool. And also, AEW releases power rankings, which I think is pretty cool, too. Yeah. Nice. I love a good yeah. power ranking. Okay. Uh, so, I'm not really... I think, I think this is the match I'm least excited about, even though I, I do love Sheamus. I love my, my redheads. Um, what Do you have any thoughts about this match? I mean, I, I don't even know if I care about this one. I don't think I really care about this one. I, honestly, I don't even know. This might be like a pre-show match. I don't even know if it's list, like listed as a... Uh, this might be on. Actually, this match might be on WrestleMania SmackDown. You know that lame attempt. They've ex, they've expanded WrestleMania now. They've gone crazy. It's not even just a two night affair. It's they're they're labeling all the shows leading up to it as rest part of WrestleMania. You know, like even the one we were just at at Raw. They had Michael Cole there, and they had a cross blend of SmackDown and Raw people because it's like WrestleMania Raw, and the SmackDown is going to be like WrestleMania SmackDown. It's just that's kind of lame, but. Who do you got? I guess New Day. I'm going Sheamus and Holland because I think what I think what's going to happen is with Big E out because he broke his damn neck. I think they're going to have Sheamus and Holland win. That stable will become a real thing, and then New Day, Woods, and, and Kofi will start fighting each other. The way yeah. it'll go down, whatever. That's a that's a bold prediction. Um. All right, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. <laughs> I love Happy Corbin. <laughs> you have a Scottish warrior, okay, and Drew McIntyre fighting a casino going. Is he Cuban? I don't even know what what is what is what is, what is who is Happy Corbin? What what what, what is he? He's like, his whole thing is like a, he's a fedora wearing casino guy. He looks like he looks like Pitbull, but I'm pretty sure his actual nationality is just Irish. He's Irish? Corbin. Yes, Corbin, yeah. Well, Drew, I mean, this this seems like a, a BS matchup for McIntyre. He's really kind of falling off. What? It's not even his real name. His real name is Thomas Pestock. Well, of course his name isn't Happy Corbin. Barry Corbin? <laughs> I'm not happy, but... <laughs> Anyways... All right, sorry. What were you saying? I'm just, I'm just finding the whole match. The, the just, this is yeah. classic wrestling. It's, you know, if you, if you, if you sit back and think about like, what are we actually watching here? Like, what, what, if, what are we, what are we meant to believe? Well, we're meant to believe that an Irish or a Scottish, a Scottish war hero with a giant long sword is going to fight this dude that wears like Hawaiian shirts and and a fedora. I don't know. I just find yeah. It th- anyway, this is where this is where like Happy Corbin's gimmick, which is it's pretty funny. And, Can you give you know, me a, yeah? Give me. I, mean, so I don't want to mean to cut you off. I want to hear your point, but I would love to hear just a quick like 
three bulleted version of what Happy Corbin was and then how, how he got to where he is. Cause I find okay. it is a funny story. So, so, so King Corbin, he was King of the ring for a long time and he had the crown and everything. He got into this feud with Shinsuke Nakamura and, and you know, they, they did a little, you know, feud and they wrestled and Shinsuke stole his crown. And then like Shinsuke, like, like, stole his car and like he just then then all these bad things started to happen to to king corbin so they he was no longer called king corbin because he lost his crown he you know he was talking about how you know his his wife left him and you know he's he's you know all the the collection agencies are um you know coming after him and he's out of money and he had just he only had one shirt left to his name and it had a mustard stain on it and he started. He, called, <laughs> he, grew, he grew his hair out. He looked all disheveled. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't shave at all. He looked disheveled, and he was starting to be called Sad Corbin, and it was a hilarious thing because he was just like super sad. But then at SummerSlam, okay, so he was Sad Corbin and didn't have a match for SummerSlam. No, he didn't. When he walked out, like went to make an appearance, like on stage, he didn't have entrance music because he couldn't afford it, and like oh, that was you know. <laughs> so 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 then. At SummerSlam, they do SummerSlam in Las Vegas, okay? And um, uh, they do this thing on Twitter. Like, he was, like, tweeting out, like, how, hey, he played a slot machine and he won a 1000 bucks. Like, huh, all right. And then, you know, he went to the craps and he put that 1000 all in. And he doubled his, like, and then all of a sudden he got super rich just by being lucky in Las Vegas. And he, all of his, his wife came back. He bought Lamborghinis again. He's wearing the coolest clothes. He's got all these friends now. And now he's just happy Corbin. And he just, you know, he just wants to, he just wants to just live life, you know, doing the finest things because that's what he deserves. That is, it is, it's really, really funny. This is, but this is why, this is why I like, I like Corbin a lot because he's just one of those guys who has this, has these gimmicks and he gets them over. People like them. Like, you know what I mean? But but he's really used a lot to like train new guys to show them the ropes of WWE. But, but what's so crazy about it is that, and this is why his gimmick makes like seeing him in person really made me like think about this a lot. He's a huge dude and him hitting the end of days on Drew McIntyre. Like he could very easily be this like fierce, like, you know, Oh, like an actual viable like guy that could be a, you know, a main eventer, but this is just how they're using him, and he's, you know, apparently loving it and everything. But it's just, it's just wild to me that that, you know, Happy Corbin is is what it is. So, anyways, it'll be a fun match. Drew McIntyre is definitely winning that match because I think that uh, uh, whoever wins the Universal Title match is going to need somebody to face, and I think that person to face is going to be Drew McIntyre. So they're not going to give him a loss to Happy Corbin. And then put him in the main event scene. Don't think that's gonna happen. So, I have McIntyre yeah. as well, so we're overlapping a bit there. Okay, um, I, I just gotta say, I think the whole storyline with Happy Corbin is one of the more creative things that WWE writing has done in a while because that took a little bit of like it, it was just it's I've never two I've years. never seen it. I mean, I've years. been watching wrestling for a long time, but the two year arc of something I've never seen before. So, so yeah, good for them. All right. The Mysterios, father and son combination versus uh, The Miz and Logan Paul. You know, every, 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 especially every um, WrestleMania, 
Um, the WWE brings in like a couple of celebrities to have some matches to kind of, usually celebrities that have like some buzz around them at the moment or that have a really a big popularity with their, their, um, their viewer base. I guess Logan Paul is one of those people. Uh, he's been on the show. He's on several episodes. This isn't just like a one-off. You just toss him in a WrestleMania match like some other people might be, but, but right. the Miz is just like the quintessential unlikable heel. That is just like the annoying loudmouth guy and the Mysterios are doing this thing. I've just never, I just can't get into to Dom, Dominique Mysterio, his son. Ray Mysterio is a legend though, and good for him for still kicking it. I, we saw him the other night at Raw. He looked pretty good still. That frog splash was was pretty impressive. But oh yeah, um, I mean, who, what do you think about this? I mean, in, in, just in short, because I think this isn't one either one of us really cared much about. No, I don't like Logan Paul at all. The Miz is great, but I'm not. And like, if it was the Miz versus Rey Mysterio, and they had their own like independent thing, I'd be pumped about that. It's a legit match. Have a doubt. Yeah, I'd be a cool match, and I'd watch that. That'd be kind of fun and entertaining. I have no interest in watching Dominic Mysterio and Logan Paul wrestle at all. So yeah. that's that's kind of where I stand on that. I think that the Miz and Logan Paul are going to win, though. Wow, let me write that down. Um. I have Mysterios, and I think the reason I think the reason that they've been doing this whole bit with you know the Miz steals Rey Mysterio's mask and he, he didn't give it back and he finally got it back whatever um, I think they're doing that for they're going to win this match and Dominic Mysterio will, will finally have earned his like luchador mask and he'll get to wear a mask finally and then then. There's a po- there's an outside chance that I actually like Dom Mysterio because I think part of the reason I don't like him is because of his face. His face is very punchable. Uh, okay, I've got the Mysterios. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to some of the stuff before we get into some of the, like the title matches and bigger matches. Let's go to um, some of the matches that might be on Sunday instead of Saturday. So. Um, Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. We were just talking about the celebrity. We'll do all the celebrity ones in a row here. Um, Austin Theory versus Pat sure. McAfee. Everybody knows, everybody should know Pat McAfee at this point. Big wrestler, wrestler, wrestling uh, WWE guy. He's been in matches before. He was on NXT. He actually looked quite good. He's got, he's very, very popular right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a big deal that he's in an actual match. He's the commentator on SmackDown. I mean, he's already doing ringside stuff. So he's he's very much a part of the company. And I, I think that he could be a version of Jerry the King Lawler in his older days where the King's mostly a color guy, but he will get into the ring here and there. I mean, he'll he'll special referee a match. He'll like... He'll, maybe they'll even give him like a McAfee show little segment like they like to do. Who knows? I think I think the, there's tons of opportunities for McAfee, and I think that WWE wants that more than he might because he's already got plenty of stuff going on. Um, yeah. This is completely – I mean, I, we only, I don't need to go in any order. This is – you'd agree. This is completely set up for McAfee to just to, – to absolutely win, right? Austin Theory is this up-and-coming uh, – do you have a different opinion about that? So this is why you should have gone first. Because I'm taking McAfee 100%. Why would he lose? It's ridiculous to me that he would lose. Austin Theory is not really a person that is unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're, you, you even told me that they're, they're putting up, up against Austin Theory because he is the kind of guy that could, could reasonably lose to someone like McAfee, even if it's like a, an illegal hit or something like that. I don't know. Like McAfee grabs the ropes, ropes to help with a pin or something like that. Do you disagree? 
I I don't think McAfee's gonna win. I, I don't. You're full of shit. I really don't. I don't think he's gonna win. I think Austin Theory. I think they're setting it up because look, they're setting it up. McAfee's popular. They're, but Austin Theory is the young protege. He's he's like they're they're he's getting he's getting pushed too. And McAfee's great in the ring. He was his match with Adam Cole was fantastic. You know, but. At the end of the day, and the reason why he lost that match against Adam Cole, and why I think he lost their they lost their match at War Games too, when they when they had that big War Games match, McAfee's not a wrestler, and so if you have this up and coming star like Austin Theory, who is like you know Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's whatever, yeah, that's why they paired him up with him because they he could beat him. But look, how bad would that look for Austin Theory, a guy who we just saw beat Ricochet on Monday, who was the Intercontinental Champion? Losing to McAfee, who is going to look really bad in the ring, you know. Yeah, but no, hold on, he might not look that bad. But but I, I the reason I say that is because it, it, this this whole thing, the whole setup to this, it feels a lot like appeasing to the crowd. Like just have a have a match that, that everybody in the crowd will be excited about, happy about, whatever. That's 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 what McIntyre versus Happy Corbin is going to be. This is going to be one where they're going to say because because they do that. WWE does this too. Because that's not how this, you know, a lot of times, times where you're like, what? He actually lost that thing? I don't feel good about this at all. They do that all the time. And this is an example, I think, where they're going to do it. And that's why Austin Theory is going to win. All right. Last celebrity matchup. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. You know, I got to say, I've always had a little thing for Sami Zayn. I I think Sami Zayn in the ring is so underrated. I mean, his match against Kevin Owens, was that last WrestleMania? I don't know when it was. It was a really good match. Just quality wrestling. And I like Sami Zayn a lot. And I think part of the reason he's I like him is because he's he's technically good. I think he'll make Johnny Knoxville look good. Because Johnny Knoxville is just Johnny Knoxville. I mean, this is a complete stunt. I mean, he'll probably take some hits that look like real, legit hits because Johnny Knoxville probably said, just go ahead and hit me. I'm Johnny Knoxville. People are expecting me to actually get hit. So he'll get hit and all that stuff. And maybe he'll win right away. I mean, talk about the, de- I mean, not a wrestler. He was giant, <laughs> giant Knoxville. So, but I still have Knoxville winning. Cause Sami Zayn's like I, a heel. I mean, Austin Theory's a heel too, but like, I don't know. Sami Zayn's like, he's the butt of a lot of jokes. I think, I think his whole character is to kind of be like a little bit, He's so out there that people, he's unlike. I don't know. Tell, tell me more. You, you're more. You're. All, I should. I should have prefaced all of, all of my picks with Scott. You are by far much more dialed in to like the actual storylines and where people have come from. Like I don't really have a bunch of background on Austin Theory. I'm just going on gut alone with that. I'm kind of doing a little similar thing with with the Knoxville thing, but I think it's. I think I feel better about that than the McAfee pick. I definitely think that that Knoxville is going to win this one. Uh, I'm really excited for this match, though, because it's the only real stipulation match. It's an anything-goes match, so I'm I'm sure that there's going to be some crazy spot where where they're going to, like, jump off of a crazy, you know, off top of the stage, land through a bunch of... T- like, I'm, I'm knowing, you know, Johnny Knoxville is, you know, from Jackass and does crazy... He gets himself tasered and do all... So he's he's willing to sacrifice his body for some crazy stuff, and Sami Zayn will do the same thing too. So I 
And what I'm most excited for is to see what crazy shenanigans they're going to get into because it's WrestleMania, you know? But I think having said that, I could totally see a situation where they both do something crazy. They both jump off of whatever. And it's Johnny Knoxville's hand that just like lands on top of Sammy. And they're both knocked out. But technically, Sammy Zayn loses. And that's how he gets protected. So he doesn't take a loss to a celebrity. And, you know, it, that's just how that's going to go. I, I can't wait to watch it. I think I already know how it's going to end, but I can't wait to watch it. Cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry for what? Uh, I might have spoiled it if that actually ends up happening. And sometimes I sometimes I, I do that, and it's just not fun for anyone that listened. <laughs> I'm too smart for this, Cal. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Um <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go to some of the. Well, let's go to the. Um, I think this is a tag team championship match. Uh, it's um, uh, four team um, tag match. Carmella and Zena. Zena. Zelina. Zelina. Okay, this is not, obviously not my you know expertise area. Carmella and and Zena. Zelina. Sorry. <laughs> Zelina. Sasha Banks and Naomi, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I don't care about this match. And not because it's a woman's match either, because there's actually a lot of good female wrestlers, some that we'll talk about later. But I, just not even a single one of these I care about at all, because Carmella and Zelina don't seem like they're – they seem like a thrown-together tag team. Uh, Banks and Naomi, I mean, Naomi is kind of like a Kofi Kingston equivalent, and Sasha Banks should be a a, 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 a solo wrestler. She's good enough to be that. Um, Liv Morgan and, and Rhea Ripley, I think Rhea Ripley should have been that too, but I, I don't know what happened with that. She she was fighting Charlotte Flair last I checked. Maybe that was a year ago. And, you know, she was impressive sometimes, but now she's obviously wrapped up in a tag team. And Natalia and Shannon Baszler, I don't know, two two wrestlers that are terrible on the mic. They've got so little charisma. They're completely a, a, a heel tag team for all the wrong reasons. I think it's because nobody, nobody's ever going to like them. I, I don't, what, what could you even do with Natalia or Shannon Baszler to make fans actually like them? Is there anything, is there any 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 dimension, Scotty, that, that they could be? Yeah. Yeah, you are you are way 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 underselling Natalia, in particular how good she is. Okay, she's I, actually. I, so sorry, sorry. Let me finish before you say anything. Natalia is one of the better wrestlers of the group, pure wrestlers, and has the one of the best entrance musics, entrance entrance music, of any of those people I just mentioned. I love Natalia's entrance. That like a pingy like me. And then it goes into like some old. It feels old school, like wrestling entrance. Yes, it is. Music. It's an homage. It's, it's an homage to Bret Hart. That's her like uncle or something. Oh, I need. I need some storylines, man. I don't know anything about yeah, these I, people. I, you, you should be. You should be. You should be. Right you should be taking over. You should be doing this. You, you, not me. This is your idea. This yeah, well, is your idea. Okay. N- listen, N- Natalia, and I've seen Natalia perform like multiple times in person, and she's been. She's. She, what makes her so good is she's very, very easy to flip between face and heel, you know, because she, she, she's her character. Her character is very like her character is like this neutral because one of one of the reasons why she, she's kind of like a Baron Corbin. She's been around for a long time. She's good. She's solid, and she's used to bring young up and coming people up. So that's why she's on the in the tag team scene a lot because she'll be working with a lot of young young talent, which is what she's been doing here. She's really really good. 
she just hasn't been pushed in a way that would put her in the main event scene, but she absolutely could be, but that's just not her role in the company. But she's great. Now, I will say, the chemistry in between her and Shayna Baszler is very new. Not not a lot there. They, it does seem like they kind of threw this tag team together, and they're not using Shayna Baszler correctly at all. They, like, they're just not using her at all well, which needs to be. So I'm with you on that. Carmella and Zelina, they're just, it's just, it's just a boring, they're just bore. it's a boring, easy heel team, you know, like, yeah, okay, I don't like you because you're, think you're glamorous, and, like, give me more, make me really hate you, make me not really want to watch, you know, like, I want to see you get hurt, I don't, I don't hate them enough to, like, you know, want to watch Naomi and Sasha Banks beat them up, you know what I mean, they're just not giving me a lot there. I think Naomi and Sasha Banks are a cool tag team idea. They're both really good wrestlers, and they like they're you know the way their styles are. Like I think they they could work well. But I agree, Sasha probably should be more on the main event scene, particularly because there's not a lot of females out there in the main event scene. There's like four across both brands, which isn't good. And then um, the the last one, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, is another it's another scenario where they're both just really young. They're I think both of them, in particular Rhea Ripley, she's going to be huge in three years. Like, but they're just not. She's just so young; they're not. They're not pushing her yet. She needs still more promo work. She needs to, you know, she 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 still needs to be developed more before they actually put her in the main event scene. They teased it because she's so like athletic and dominant and very imposing. But she'll get there, so I'm not worried about that. So it's fine that she's in this match. In fact, I wouldn't be. I'd be a little shocked if they won the titles. I think I, my prediction is Sasha and Naomi are going to win the titles because uh, they're actually going to make people excited about the tag team titles again for the, women, the women's division. But I don't know. That's my thoughts on the thing. But Natalia, she's fantastic. And no one like it, the, fact that, the fact that, you know, people are down on her, because I don't think you're alone, it just means that they don't know what they're doing. They don't talk. I'm going to appreciate her art and craft. Um, who you got? I just said it. Sasha and Naomi. Oh, I didn't know if that was official. Um, I'm going live and Rhea just because I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense to me. Obviously, I don't know anything, anything about these wrestlers. How about this? I'll tee up. I'll give you the next matches, and you you tell me, give me the scoop. How about that? So I'm doing such a Deal. bad job yeah. with this. We've only got we're, – we're about halfway through. It's actually probably a bad call by me to start with the lower ones because we're spending a lot of time on these. And it makes me want to like go quicker, but the bigger matches are the bigger matches for a reason. So we'll, we'll try to go quick. I'll try to I'll try to keep it short. Okay, um, and there might be a couple that I'm, I'm missing, but let's start with uh, the return of Bobby Lashley versus Omos. This might be one of the most the match I might be the most excited for uh, because Omos has been pushed as this giant because he is a giant. He's a huge person over, over seven, seven feet right? tall. Yeah, and over 400 pounds, or exactly 400 pounds. Um, so for the last, like, I don't know, a few months, he just gets he just squashes people like bugs. So now Bobby Lashley come back off of an injury. He's not a part of, like, the, you know, the main event title stuff right now. So, you know, it's a, it's a you know, immovable object against an unstoppable force. Like, it's like what's going to happen. And that is – in a very short, I mean, it literally the build was a few days, you know, a few days worth of, of a build, but I'm excited about it. So I, I, I mean, I, I think I know who's going to win or who I think I want. I know how I want to win. I think I know who's going to win, but I'm curious to know who you think is going to win after I set it up just like that. 
Uh, I think everything is is teed up for Bobby Lashley to come in and not dominate because it would be ridiculous for him to dominate somebody who hasn't even been knocked down before, which is they made a big deal about on Raw. Um, I've got Lashley. I, I, I like Lashley. I think he's a great uh, he's he's a great like main event type right now. Um, I'm going Lashley. I'm going Lashley too. I definitely think it, it, it would be awesome to see him beat him off, especially quick, like yeah. a quick like two minute match where he picks him up and does something to him. Yeah, it That'd could be, cool. be one of those things where like Omos hits the match the the mat so hard that he's just. It's just like it's too big a deal. Like the bigger they are, the harder they fall, kind of thing. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, Scotty, let's do the other tag tag team match: the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. <laughs> I can I can fun. speak to these two a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, go for so, it. So so the Usos are a good tag team. They're, are they brother? They're brothers, right? They're, yeah. they, they come from the long line of the Samoan wrestlers. I mean, they're related to everybody. The Rock, Rikishi, even Roman Reigns is the current. They're Rikishi's son. They're Rikishi's son. Exactly. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Jimmy Superfly, Snook, all of those people. So they're like a they're like a they're a really solid tag team. I actually have grown to like them a little bit more. I'd never used to like them before. I certainly don't like them wrestling individually. Um, Versus Shinsuke and Boogs, so I'm so happy. Shinsuke Nakamura is like was was a huge wrestler on the Jap in the Japanese scene, right? I mean, and he came over Vegas. I think in in 2018 2019 to oh WWE, and he's like in his what like early 40s at this point. He's an older, yeah. He's older, and and he he had the thing with with King Corbin, like you talked about, and uh, I was worried that that he would kind of fall off because he has a pretty thick accent um and they brought in rick boogs who you can probably you should probably describe rick boogs and and where he even comes from why is he even around but but essentially they've made this pairing of two very unlikely friends i don't even know if they're supposed to be friends but but for something about it just works they're so different that it just is it, it it's really refreshing and fun it is. I agree. Boogs is just he. I mean, he started. He started basically just doing what he. I think like he he might have been on NXT and he was in like a few um, like commercials for WWE as like a not as a as a person, but like he was like in a I don't know. He was like a like a State Farm guy, like you know, and he was pretty funny and entertaining. And then one day when they were in the Thunderdome, he just comes out. And he starts playing the, you know, playing the guitar and saying that he came here to rock, you know, and and he just he has this amazing. He's crafted it slowly over time, crafted this intro. But the other thing that made it really fun is, and this is this is why, like, I don't know, I don't know, like a, a wrestling historian might, I'd love to get their opinion on this, but like in the Thunderdome, there was not a lot of fan. You don't know who what was over, what wasn't whatever but when pat mcafee the very first time got up on top of the table and started just rocking out too everyone loved it like the all the online they thought it was hilarious because it was just like just so something that you just wouldn't expect to see and it is really carried it's really carried to today so what's he look like and, and i think what's that you, can you describe what he looks oh, like yeah. oh yeah he's basically like this professional bodybuilder that wears these weird singlets and 
he he for a long time had a really long dark hair and kind of had it tied back and like a really thick like Tom Selleck mustache and now he he cut his hair a lot shorter now but and he still wears these singlets. He's like, and he, but he's he's a ripped dude. Like he looks like he can move boulders, but he's just this wild and crazy, like you know, rock and roll dude who just loves Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, <laughs> nice. Um, well, it's for the title. It's for the tag team championship. So, Scotty, who do you got in this match? I think that it's time for Shinsuke and Boogs to beat the Usos. The Usos have had the titles for a while, and I think that because they are on night one, I think that the writers will say, oh, hey, the Usos lost the title. Maybe this might, you know, it it will just only add to the intrigue going into night two for the heavyweight title match. Having the Usos part of the stable with um, you know, the bloodline stable, having them lose their titles will just, you know, add to the intrigue. Whereas I think if the Usos retain the titles, I think it takes away from the intrigue because I think most people, I don't know, we'll get into the main event thing, but I think the Usos winning would really be impactful in a negative way to the main event on Sunday. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. Let's do uh, the last of our matches that is not title related. Um, AJ Styles versus Edge. So we all know Edge. Edge is a WWE legend. I mean, I could go on and on about Edge, but I won't. He's, uh, he's, he's turned heel since he's come back from the Royal Rumble two years ago. And I think everybody likes heel edge way more than babyface edge. He's just better. I don't know if AJ Styles is actually a, a babyface right now. Maybe is he maybe somewhere in between. They they have moved him towards a babyface since he split up with Omos. So gotcha. I mean, I I I know I I know who I'm picking here. I never used to like AJ Styles, mostly because of his hair. I liked him when he was in TNA or whatever it was. It was TNA, right? I mean, he was back when he was like doing all his crazy acrobatic stuff. He still does some of that stuff. He hasn't really changed all that much, but he's just terrible, ugly hair and this chin strap beard thing. I just like, oh, I don't know what I don't. I'm I'm I've been so put off by his look alone that I can't even think about his wrestling. And he's got this kind of slightly southern accent. He's a very interesting cat, but I haven't been able to get past it until literally days ago when Scotty. A, a, a little a montage promo that WWE had on a, like a picture promo, whatever. I saw a picture of AJ Styles wearing a Phillies ball cap. And it's not because it was the Phillies, but it dawned on me. AJ Styles is a baseball player who wrestles. That's all he, that's what he is. And he should be, I mean, he, that's not a thing. It's not actually a thing, but he just looks like he looks so good in a baseball hat. He just looks like he should be, you know, a shortstop. You know, you know, he just looks like he should be doing that. So I've I've changed my tune a little bit about AJ Styles as a wrestler. I think I'm more excited about it now, even though it's kind of in the twilight of his career. Is it? I don't know. It's a. Is it? I don't know. Oh yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's in his forties. He's not going to be at least in in the way that he you know yeah, yeah. did you know when he was younger. Yeah. You know? Who you have here, Scotty? Or if you want, if you have anything else to add, go go for it. Now I'd say this is a really tough one because both of these guys are both of these guys could get a push to like be in the title scene easily you know and and it it very could be the case very well could be the case that the winner does so there the question is who would you want to see actually go for the title and who are they going to be paired up against you know since it's you know there's going to be one title after this so like 
you know, an AJ Styles or an Edge against the Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar could be really intriguing, but they probably wouldn't pair two heels up, you know? So, like, I don't know. I would like to, I would like to see AJ win this because, and, I, and here's what, Edge doesn't need anything else. Edge, if Edge loses this match, Edge is still Edge, especially heel Edge. And if they lose, in a, it's going to be an amazing match. It'll probably be a 30-minute match, and you're not going to know what's going to like it's going to be. It's I guarantee you, it's going to be the best match of the entire weekend. Oh. Uh, those those two guys, I really do, because of this very thing. Because you don't know who's going to win. You don't know like where where are they going to go with this. You know, it's two of the best wrestlers of all time. The story thing, they're going to put on a banger of a match, and and I hope that AJ Styles wins. I'm going to predict AJ Styles wins because I think AJ needs this victory over Edge more because part of the promo package is that. AJ's kind of lost some of it. He's kind of slipping. They need the pit bull back. You know, like, 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 I want this to be the resurrection of AJ Styles to kind of go into his last few years as like still being like the guy. And this match could really put him there. You know, so that's why I, I want AJ to win. I think AJ is going to win. And that's it. I, I also have AJ. And it's because the one promo that I've seen for this whole feud it was Edge sitting at a table talking about the reason he's coming after AJ is because he feels like he's not lived up to his potential and he's pissed. He's like, I know how good you could be and you're not that good. And it, you know, whatever. So how else could this story end other than AJ rising to the occasion, being as good as Edge wants him to be? And, and and especially because I don't see them continuing the storyline after WrestleMania. I think like it's a, it's going to split, and they'll both do their own things, and that's how it kind of needs to be resolved. If Edge won, then then Edge gets he does suck. Maybe he retires. I don't know. You know There's just not as likely of a, of a of a road after that. So I'm going. It's going to be too. it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. All right. I, I think there's only four left, and it's the, it's all the championship yeah. matches. Okay. I mean, it's a visual visual medium as well, so everybody can see that too. Oh, I know. Okay, okay. Last tag team championship match: RK Bro versus Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. I have not seen the Alpha Academy wrestle at all. I'm very excited about it. I don't care much about the Street Profits, but apparently the turning heel, which is I think people generally like, and RK Bro. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make it short and sweet. I'm taking RK Bro because they are on such a hot streak right now. They are so over with the fans that I think they could ride this out for a while longer. So I'm going. I'm, they they are going to retain. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, I well I love that too. I think that we're getting close to that RK Bro splitting up because they've been doing it for a while, and I could see them doing a build for a SummerSlam match, Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle, which would be pretty cool to 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 see so i think that this might be the beginning of the end so i don't think rk bro is going to retain now who will win the title is is a you know that's an interesting question i'm going to go with street profits because i think that you know they're i think that they could be a really good heel champion group you know too uh which would be a lot of fun but if the alpha academy won i also wouldn't be upset they're all going to be that's also going to be a great match to watch that's going to be a really enjoyable one uh, but i'm going to go street profits Okay. Um, all right. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What do you got? 
it's hard for me with this one because I like Charlotte so much, and she's been the champion for a while now, right? Um, why do you bring yeah. Ronda Rousey back at, at WrestleMania? Or sorry, why do you bring her back, have her win the Royal Rumble, and not have her win the championship too? Now, I mean, there's definitely, you know, I, do I see Ronda Rousey being around WWE again for a while? No. So I could totally see Charlotte Flair retaining, and that's the end of that. It was a fun pop while it lasted, and it's over. Um, but but do you already know who you have for this one? I do. I I think Ronda Rousey's going to win. I really am curious what they're going to do with both of these two after this match is over. Like, who's going to challenge the winner and what they're going to do with the other one? I think Ronda will win, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of this match. I'm not really interested. The build wasn't that great. You know, Ronda. She's you know she's just okay in the ring. I don't know, she's very good she's, in the ring. She's not that good on the mic. You know. She needs more of a man. character. She can't just be herself. She needs to like. I don't know. Brock Lesnar's a fight. I mean, he's a UFC guy. He, he, he's doing more with his his character, especially now. But anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. The, the, the problem with Ronda, and I just just real quick is that she, in the ring, tries to tell the story of her being this unstoppable, like, badass, I'm going to just punch your brains out, I want to beat you no matter what. That's her That's her in-ring story that she's telling in, in, inside of it. But coming down, every single time she comes out of the, you know, the, the backstage, and she, she's got this big smile on her face, and she's bubbly, and she loves the fans, and then she comes in and becomes this, like, that's not how wrestling works, you know what I mean? You... You, you you can be good in the ring, but like you have to tell that story in the ring of like a you know you're still having fun, you're still doing this because you love it and whatever. Not like oh I'm gonna beat you up now. Like that's just not how they do it, and that's why it looks so awkward and weird because she looks fierce and then she's just like all smiley and happy after. Like you know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. You know? Okay. We both have Rhonda. All right. Okay. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Bianca Belair. I don't even know what to say with this one. Uh, Becky's been Becky's the current title holder. Um, I think Bianca is very well liked uh, in terms of fan perception. I, everything that's happened in the last two weeks between these two makes me feel like Becky's going to win. And maybe you feel differently. Like, you know, Becky's kind of tormenting Bianca that she brought scissors to the ring, the last raw tried to cut her. Well, it turns around, it turns around and gets her own hair cut off, whatever. It's like a Bianca right now has the upper hand in like the whole feud. I think they'll, I think especially if Charlotte's going to lose her title to Rhonda, like we're thinking, I think Becky's going to retain it. I don't think they'll both change. I agree that I think Becky's going to win uh, because, you know, Bianca got her, WrestleMania moment last year with Sasha right. and and that and so I just don't see her winning the title in, this, in, a, in a very similar fashion you know what I hope though is that in Becky winning I hope that they can tell a good story and try to actually right size her character because she's not a heel Becky Lynch is not a heel character she needs to be the baby face underdog badass woman that's that's that is she's the man that is that is that is the character that got her, and she can still be like you know this big time Bex, whatever. But it's just no people felt weird, like even when we were there watching it, people felt weird rooting for you know rooting for Bianca because we like Becky so much. You know what I mean? So it's like you know who you're supposed to be rooting for here, but 
So it would be really great. What, what would be an ideal situation for me, and I don't think this is going to happen, in the throughout the course of the match, stuff occurs to where they actually do the face heel turn in the match. So Becky Lynch wins, Bianca loses, but Bianca becomes the heel and Becky becomes the face in the match. Like there's some shady, shady stuff that goes on or whatever. Bianca starts, like after she uses her hair when she wasn't supposed to, she cheats or whatever. And then Becky against all odds finally wins. And everyone's like, Oh yes, that would, that would be, that would be how I'd be satisfied. Any, anything other than that? Yeah. Okay, the, the 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 big dog here, and I, I'm 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 go I've been going back and forth this whole time on on who I think is going to take this. It's the current SmackDown champion Roman Reigns versus the current you know, Universal champion. Makes no sense to me. These titles. You, you always get this wrong. You always get this wrong. It's there's there's the Universal champion and the WWE champion. Okay, that's it. And forget shows. There's a Universal okay. Champion and a WWE okay. Champion. Okay. Brock Lesnar's a WWE Champion. Roman Reigns is a Universal Champion. Hopefully, when they win, they'll just be the champion, and you won't have to ever worry about it ever again. That sounds amazing. Um, either way, what happens here is the winner is going to unify the belts. It'll be the first ever, except Jericho did it way before. It's the first ever of these two belts coming together uh, to have one, what are they going to call it, Undisputed Champion? I don't know. Who knows what they're going to call it? These guys have fought before. Um, the whole Paul Heyman thing is, is, is a great add to the story. I legitimately don't know who's going to win. I know you probably have a really good idea. And if you're really, really confident, don't tell me how confident you are. Because I want this to be this, – this is already suspenseful for me. I really want Lesnar to win. I, I I love Brock Lesnar. I think he's a babyface right now, which is very strange for him. Uh, it's the first time ever, and he's got this whole shtick going on. He's a like cowboy Lesnar, whatever. Um, but and I could see if he if, if depending on how long Lesnar's going to to wrestle, which is really the big question for me. If Lesnar plans on being around for a while, then I could see Lesnar taking it. Being the undisputed champion, Paul Heyman comes back and he turns and just a menace again. He turns heel again, whatever. But if he's going to do his Lesnar thing, where he comes back for like the hot seasons and kind of goes away, comes back and then goes away, then maybe it's just Lesnar's time to just, or sorry, Roman Reigns' time to be the guy. I've kind of convinced myself to choose Lesnar now, but I'm sticking with who I originally wrote down. I think Roman Reigns is going to win it. I just, I don't know why. There's just something about. Roman Reigns right now that people love him, they hate him. It's it's like this crazy combination of emotion around that guy. So uh, enlighten me a little bit, Sky. Tell me why I'm wrong or tell me why I'm right. Well, you know, I I can't say that I'm certain. So to answer your original fear, I'm, I I don't think I don't think I know for sure who would win this. I could see both angles. I definitely would be concerned about like Roman's Roman, not Roman. Brock Lesnar has kind of been like a part timer. For recently, you know, where he'll 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 do it for three months. Then, like that's it. He wants to go back to his right. farm and and it, to be the champion, especially the champion. You're going to all the house shows. You're doing all, like you are the guy. And I don't think the proc wants to be the guy. So I can see very easily him losing this match and Roman continuing to be the guy. The problem, though, and why it's intriguing and why I think Brock there's a chance Brock could win is that if Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar. 
there's nobody left. There's literally no one left in the WWE that comes close to him from a from a just in the ring storyline perspective, but also just like who else, who else are you going to be? Okay, let's okay. Roman Reigns beats Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar, and he faces what Drew McIntyre next. Are you really that pumped about it? I mean, maybe a little bit. I, I'd I'm, I'd probably watch the pay per view that they'd wrestle in, but like, there's no there's no reason for me to think that. He's going to beat McIntyre. The guy would be or, or that Levin Harrison would. Yeah, or maybe a, maybe a Bobby Lashley. Like, that might be kind of fun. But that's like, you know, I just don't see that being that intriguing. You know what I mean? Whereas if Roman Reigns loses, there's some chinks in the armor. He's not up here. He's like kind of with everyone. So those matches. Well, you could say the same thing about Lesnar then. Who, who is there for Lesnar to even fight? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a similar issue. Are they are they just not top heavy enough? I mean, it just if they've written themselves into a corner, I think is the biggest problem. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's I think that's really what this is coming down to. That when you do put all the chips on the line, you basically just said there's one person that's going to be like the face of the company, and no one else is even close. You know, this is this is part of okay. We're gonna we're gonna close the things out here because we've been going a while here. But this was Roman good. Reigns. Roman Reigns is who I think is gonna win. Thank you. Um, this is one one small criticism of the way things are now in the WWE. Not like a back in my day thing. I don't want that to turn into this, but. You said it yourself. There's only one match in this whole WrestleMania that has any real, like, no disqualification. Like, uh, it's, it's like a special match. They're all pretty much just straight matches. Unless things change crazy, like, in uh, during the event, which I don't see happening. But I think because of that, they've gotten away from, you know, using a chair or bringing a belt. In. Like, I'm thinking about, like, guys like Eddie Guerrero back in the day had a real chance to become champion because you could kind of his whole, I mean, his whole thing, a little bit specific to him. He like lie, cheat, steal, whatever. He kind of cheated his way up and he became champion, whatever. But, but there are other examples like you, you, you can't adding a stipulation match, even like a, 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 a triple H, like a hell in the cell match or like a, those kinds of things. I mean, John Cena had, I quit matches and, and those kinds of little things. It's not just like, Power versus power. Who's the best versus who's the best? Like if you have a if you have put two people in a, t- a table match and somebody wins, well, you could say, well, it was a table match. Like you, like there was there were extenuating circumstances. Like you could you those two people could fight again, and it wouldn't be like a foregone conclusion of like, oh well, I've already seen this guy dominate this person and win. Why are they fighting again? Like there's there's no um, extra element that that they can use as a tool to kind of bring people up, bring people down make things not right. even more interesting because there's it, it's entertaining obviously they're doing very well as a business but that's why i think a part of the, some of these characters that is lower level like a Seamus. Seamus is a big dude too he's a ripped dude he's he's good in the ring he's got good technical skills but he's and he's even good on the mic but there's just he doesn't seem like the type that would be a, a title holder like at the highest level and and i think that having a way for him to get there like like a i don't know some of these... I told you he was though. I mean, he was the WWE champion before. No, I know he was, but not for long. He still was, still champion. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, those guys have been the top for Brock Lesnar forever, but Roman Reigns for like the last six, seven years. Right. Oh, we but didn't that's part, because oh. they've been 
because they've been champion for the last six, seven years. You know, that's yeah. why. It, it, like they, they don't share the the belt is like the face of the company, and there's they don't they don't. I mean, in two thousand two, there were like eight different champions in a year. You know what I mean? Like like Kurt Angle, like Kurt Angle beat Stone Cold Steve Austin on the pay per view just because they were in Pittsburgh, and then he lost it the next night. You know what I mean? Like, but that elevated Kurt Angle. Like they don't do those types of things. Like, and that also kind of adds or takes away from the intrigue you know like right like having that makes it more intriguing so people would watch it there too we should totally it'd be so easy to write for them it would be really easy last thing i forgot to mention we can't call this one but let's just do i will end on this so so seth rollins is fighting in a match Ah. against someone now he got finally got his wrestlemania match but they have not announced who it will be and we didn't talk about Kevin Owens and Stone Cold because that's not a match. That's so, not a match, yeah. Whatever. Seth Rollins will be in a match with someone who, and they've tried to tease it a little bit, like they've fought before, but you know, Seth Rollins has been around a while, so it could be, it could still really be anybody. Do you have a guess as to who it might be? Yeah, I mean, I do. You know who it is? I don't know. I don't know for sure. <laughs> But I think I would be disappointed, and, and, and a lot of people would be disappointed if it's not Cody Rhodes. Right. Cody Rhodes, yeah. So Cody was with WWE, went to AEW to start the whole thing off. With, with He was one of the bigger names with Jericho and everything. He's since left, and it's been very is – he, is he in NXT? I mean, it's announced that he's with the company. No, that's not really announced. It's rumored that he's been with the company. Like People have, like – there's been rumors that they spotted him in Saudi Arabia. Like – that's all. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz around what Cody Rhodes is doing, but no actual concrete anything. So we don't know. Well, because I think that is that's a shoe in. This can be our tiebreaker, Scotty. Because I think that you're really right. I'm going to take the liberties and, and have two guys, and this is complete out of nowhere. This makes no sense at all. I don't know why I'm even guessing to because okay. they're going to be wrong. Shane McMahon always always rears his ugly head around these big these big times. He entered the Royal Rumble. I don't know. It's Shane O'Mac. Like he's he's a crowd. Fan. I think people would be disappointed if he, if he came out, but it's not without out of the realm of possibility, right? Um, it's not. And I'm going to take the, my second choice is I'm going to take your second guess as who it might be. That's my pick. So who who do you, who's your second guess of who it might be? What? I'm so confused. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird rule, but it's my game. So who's the other person? If it's not Cody Rhodes, who do you think it'll be? It could be someone from NXT, like a call-up, like a Braun Breaker, who could be like the next big thing. Or... or um, Gable Stevenson, you know the uh, oh. the is he done young... officially wrestling though? Yeah, yeah. People are thinking that he might he might come back, so it could be him, and it could be a way to put Stevenson over. Yeah, that'd be another good guess. Okay, cool. Now I'm taking Shane O'Mac and Gable Stevenson. <laughs> All right, Scotty, thank you so much. We're done. That's enough. I will see you Saturday for enough. WrestleMania Night One. Uh, we got to make sure to watch um, twelve o'clock. Uh, my boy Dolph is is uh, is is <laughs> he's defending his NXT championship at this weird noon on Saturday thing that they've got done. It might even be pre-taped. Whatever. Um, go go Ziggler. I'll see you, Scotty. Goodbye, everyone. You're gonna say goodbye too. Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. Bye. It's video. It's video.
<laughs> Both. All right, enough of that. All right, so if you've listened this far, you must, for some reason, like what you've heard. So um, given that, please remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at ObsessionCast, for all future episode updates and whatever else we might post, sports-related or otherwise. Thanks for watching.